Give us the love, Father, for the young teenagers, Father, that's contemplating suicide, Father. Hallelujah. Give us the love, Father, for the homosexual Jesus. Give us that love, Father, for our family members, for those that's lost. Have us not to walk around in pride and arrogance, Father, forgetting the lost souls, Father. Have us, Father, to have the joy of knowing you, that you saved us, that you snatched us out of darkness, Father. You forgiveness us for our sins, Father, when we deserved hell, Father. Father, have us to love you again. Have us to adore and worship you. Have our thoughts and feelings and emotions, Father, to be only for you, God. Restore the joy, body of Christ. Come back to Jesus Christ, our Savior. Come back to your first love. Come back to your first love. No one can love you like you. There's no man, no woman who died on the cross for your behalf. He died on the cross. He took your sin so you wouldn't have to take it. He bore all sickness and disease. He bore every sin known and unknown to man. Hallelujah. Take us back to the cross, Jesus. Take us back where we first met you, Father. When nothing else matters but you. Nothing else matters but you, God. Forgive us for allowing the cares of life, Father. Of bills, of sickness and disease, Father. Of money. I don't have that. I can't pay that. I can't afford that, Father. Have us, Father, for our attention to be centered towards you, Father. You said you just need to believe, Father. Have us to, to believe again. Have us to trust you again, Father. Have us to believe and trust you. Have us to love on you, Father. Holy, have us to love prayer, to love worship, Father. Take us back, Father, where we were committed to you, Father, where we never missed church, Father. Hallelujah. We were there when the doors opened, Father. We was ready to worship. We were ready to pray. What happened, Father? Hallelujah. We allowed the cares of life to come in. Forgive us, Father. We repent, Father. We repent for making money, our Lord, for making houses, our Lord, cars, our Lord, Father. You said, where is our love for the lost brethren? Where is your love for me? Hallelujah. Forgive us, Lord. We repent, Father. We repent, Father. We repent, Father. We're going to return back to our Lord, to our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the King of kings, who is the Lord of lords, Father. Take us back, Father. Take us back, Father. Create us a clean and a pure heart, Father. Hallelujah. Well, we're not willingly sinning. Shalom, Father. Holy, have 
life, Father, so we can be the answer to the world that is seeking an answer. They're seeking a way out, Father. They're asking, why are all these things happening, Father? They're asking, what's happening to the economic system? What's happening with the presidential election? What's happening with the wars and rumors of wars? wars? Father, help us to have an answer, Father. Help us to have the joy of the Lord, Father. Help us to not be sad and depressed that we don't notice, Father, that our brothers and our mothers that are struggling with any type of sin, addiction, oppression, and depression, Father. Help us to be awakened on guard, Father. Help us not to be sifted out, Father. Help us not to be asleep. Help us to be awakened on alert, on guard. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Help us to be on watch, Father. Help us not to be asleep. Awaken, O sleeper. Hallelujah. Awaken us today, Father. Move through this place today. Holy Spirit, you have full reign, Father. Move from heart to heart, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Allow the people's minds, Father, to be centered on you, Father. Their thoughts and feelings, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, the people have a heart to receive your word today, Father. We have the joy and excitement of hearing your word today, Father. I pray for every church that's meeting today, Father, that the pastor has heard from God, that he has been before you, Father, right now. Have the pastor, Father, to walk in love. Have the people, Father, to be ready to hear your word today, Father, that can change our very lives and existence, Father. Have us to believe in that, Father. Have us not to be just going to church, Father, just as a ritual, Father. Have us to live the word of God. Have us to be excited about the word of God, Father. Have us to be excited about reconciling your the world back to you father restore the joy of our salvation of jesus christ our messiah god with us emmanuel the king of kings the lord of lords there is nobody like him hallelujah 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 holy spirit just have your way father and restore the joy of our salvation, Father, that we will live a clean and pure life, Father. Have us not to take that lightly, Father, but you're coming back for a clean, pure people, Father, without blemish, Father, that love what you love and hate what you hate, Father. Have us to know the seriousness, Father, when it comes to holiness and purity, just not just the way that we live, just in our hearts being pure. There's no division. There's no strife. There's no envy, Father. Just in our hearts, Father, because what's going on in our heart affects our behavior, Lord. So have us to be clean and pure in our hearts towards one another, towards the laws, towards the world, towards our enemy, Father. Have us, Father, to just live a clean, purified life, Father, ready to love on everyone that we see, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus, have us to show forth your joy, Father. So I thank you for the joy of the Lord coming back to the body of Christ just from knowing you, Father. If you don't do another thing for us, Father, you have saved us from hell. You have delivered. You have healed me and set me free, Father. So I thank you for that, Father. So you have full reign over this service or every service meeting across the world, across the nation today, that souls will be saved, people will be healed and delivered from every demonic activity, every demonic influence right now in the name of Jesus, that your love will be shed abroad, Father, and every church that meets today, people will be healed, set free, delivered. That's the kingdom of God, Father. No longer entangled with the bondage of Satan right now. In the name of Jesus, he has no rule, no reign over this service or any service that's meet today that people will have an ear 
to hear the truth, that people will be attentive, ready to learn, ready to grow, ready to reconcile the world back to you. Restore that joy of bringing lost souls. They're lost. They don't know. They don't have a way out. Father, allow us to have that joy today, every day, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, that we pray, that we trust and believe. Holy Spirit, have full reign. You rule, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like celebrating today. He said the dead praise him not. I look around, I see the living in here. Good God Almighty. Church of the living God. Oh my good life. And more abundantly. My God. Oh, what a word. What a word. What a word. My goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, my goodness. Woo, my goodness. You got to know what's in your lineage. My goodness. Woo. I heard so much in that intimacy with God. I heard so much in that. I heard in the Hebrew it's called the or. What is that? It's the light. Oh my God. I heard the oil. Light. Illumination. God Almighty. Woo! My God. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that was had depth to it. That's where the new age get the your aura, but it's the aura. It's the light of God. Oh, Holy Spirit will speak to you and through you if you allow me. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Baruch haba Hashem Adonai. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Oh my goodness. Oh, see, when the church ain't excited about his coming. He is returning. This is not the end of the story. My goodness. It's called the blessed hope. The blessed hope. That's what should be in all of y'all. The blessed hope of his become of his returning. I don't know, but I'm just so excited today and happy to see y'all. I don't know about y'all, but I've been dreaming. I'm going to share with you, too. Glory to God. Hallelujah. At this time, we're going to have the reading of the Old and New Testament. So can you kindly stand to your feet? The word of God is about to come forth. He is the judge of judges.
are called by my name shall humble humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land to their magistrates and authorities and to be obedient and to be prepared and willing to do any upright and honorable work to slander or abuse or speak evil of no one to avoid being continuous contentious to be forbearing yielding gentle and to show unqualified courtesy toward everyone and the word of the Lord is blessed Amen. Give honor to the word. Bless God for the word. Amen. It's the word of God. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels but have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, 
And if I surrender my body to be burned or in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily, is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it and pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. Thank you, Jesus. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes, incomplete and imperfect will vanish away, become antiquated, void, and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim blurred reflection of reality, as in a riddle or enigma. But then, when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, and love abide. Faith, conviction, and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation and love, true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us, these three, the greatest of these is love.
is the wheat. I don't like being in the shallow part. Just don't perceive. Just don't. 
cover things up. I'm going to go on. He wants me to take our time on this one. Because that's the whole issue is that we negate or we don't search out what he's saying to us. things that I'm I'm going to kind of set up. Um, You know, we've been coming from, um, let me do a little recap to you, of uh, secular versus biblical. And I told y'all that um, most of the foundational books that Christians have ever written about dreams comes from, the foundation comes from, um, you know, like Sigmund Freud, Young, Carl Young, and we, we most of our books are based on secular people. So how can they actually give you a spiritual answer? And they're they're secular, so they can't interpret what God is saying. Only for souls is what they deal with. And see, when God is speaking to you, you should know who's speaking. You should be able to um, discern which is of what. Amen. I love it, man. He just flow. I let him flow. What I have to have is the material. And what order he puts it in is his order. So I'm like, I don't know where you want me to go. The biblical dream. <clears throat> in our soul. You, you need to know some, some difference and how it operates. <clears throat> so, you know, biblical versus, this is just a recap. Okay, biblical versus secular uh, dreams. I kind of let you know where the church get most of its foundations from, most dream books that are like them. And we're interested. We get a lot of people interested in dreams, but you want to be very careful. Okay? Just, just like you want to be very careful where you go. You want to be very careful. You want to know, um, is this the pastor for me? Did, you know, what's going on here? This pastor sent me here because what? There's something in me he needs to pull out. Or is this just close to my home? A lot of people just go to church because it's close to my home. They don't, they don't care about where God is placing them. He may be sending you a far way uh, to get you committed. You don't know commitment to go around the corner. Just around the corner. <clears throat> but to really go to a place where God has called you to go, you should know. kind of split this up into just a recap, like I said, before we get into it, biblical and secular. Um, there is two categories here. I got, I'm going to go over one section that I have here. God changes, self changes, which is, God changes biblical, of course. Secular changes, self change. Then you have biblical, you got intuitive um, derived and logically derived. That's the solar, that's the secular spiritual be- being and architectural archi- archetypical excuse me archetypical character that's the secular then you have theocentric which is biblical and you have soul centric interpretations as well then you have productive and non-productive this is this is non-productive of course is secular 
But when God gives you a dream, the Holy Spirit produces eternal changes. You are different forever and transformed. Self-changes is the psyche. The soul is telling you what you need to do in order to fix yourself. You can be better only by self-change. See, and this is what a lot of secular humanism, this is what a lot of self-help books do. Oh, amen? Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of this, and, but we don't know how to identify, like Tony Robbins or Zig Ziglar or all these type of people. You know the fruit by what? Your tree by the what? Fruit. See, but it, it's, it's always catered to your soul. It's always about you. The church is not about you, but they make it about you. Intuitive. Derived. This is the biblical. Dreams can only be correctly interpreted only as the Holy Spirit speaks the meaning to your spirit. In retrospect, you say, of course it is. I, meant, I knew that. <laughs> that's what, that's intuitive. That's, a, that's it, I knew that. Why didn't I see that before? Now the logical derived. Once you know that, the, once you know what the symbols mean, Dreams can be easily and logically interpreted without divine help. In fact, the divine help is no part of the dream giver. See, this is how we, this is how they teach us. This is how you, you got to be able to discern what you're reading. See, once, see, once you get the symbol, once you get the color, once you get all that, it's easy. Now, logically, I can interpret your dream. No, that's not what it means. See, because every time you get, uh, it, that's what I love about the Bible, because it doesn't mean, you know, because you see a red car in your dream, it doesn't mean the same thing in your dream. When you speak, you have a certain octave that you speak, a certain way that you speak your language, even though it's English. You have the same thing. You have another way that you speak in your octave, what way that you have in your language, but it's still English but it sounds different coming from your octave. So it's different. Your ways and what you experience in your life with the red car is not the same that you experience in the red car with your life. So it can't mean the exact same thing. You have to always have context when it comes to dream. What is the context before you interpret, before you open your mouth and destroy somebody's life? Now be careful. Spiritual beings in dreams. Certain characters in dreams are actually spiritual beings such as angels and demons. Dreams may reflect the spiritual battle going on around you. This is the biblical. Archetypical, archetypical characters. Characters and people appear in your dreams. This is the secular. In order for you to be more in touch with your collective consciousness. Your feminine side, your masculine side. This is what they do. They teach that this is certain things that show up in your dreams. Y'all gonna be so in tune to it. Theocentric interpretation. God loves you and wants you and wants to communicate with you about what is important to you. His Holy Spirit will aid you in the interpretation. Theo. God. 
soul-centric interpretation. You need to love yourself more and find your answers within, with, <laughs> find answers from the good within you. The soul needs to be stronger. That's what it tells you. You need to be stronger. I'm sure this, when you listen to a lot of self-help, this is what you're going to hear. But you, don't, you can't discern that because it sounds so good. That's what I need to do. If that was the case, you only need one book. No. And it is. It's the Bible. Predict it. This is the biblical. God being omnipotent, knows everything, including the future of every nation, kingdom, ethnic group, and individual. He wants you to be prepared for all things. Non-predict. Dreams being from your psyche are only about your past and present. You have no predictive ability. Just giving you a little biblical versus secular when it comes to dreams. Dreams are Dreams are in-depth. I have another chart, but I'm not going to go over that at the moment. But uh, I'm just trying to move around where you say move. Um, but I need y'all to know the difference between the two. You know? Remember, secular dreams are built on self-love. In this model, everything is focused on self. Amen? Even though the dreams, he's dealing with you. I like this little thing. I, I, I'm going to give y'all this right quick before we jump in um, to the color theory. They're like, I just be talking about that. You know, God's always trying to communicate. It's, it's, he's communicating like right now. And you, it's hard for some of us to perceive that. It's hard for us to perceive that right now. He wants to communicate with us. So, he wants to be intimate with us so much that we don't really grasp it. Let's just look at this for a minute. Let's talk about dreams for a minute. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon the men and slumbering upon their bed, he opens the ears of men and sealeth their instruction. When I look at this verse, I wonder why or if the King James really knew or really does have it. They really do have it right in here. Yeah, don't discount the King James. There's a lot of things going on with the King James Bible. Don't discount the King. It's good. It's a good, it's good translation in certain parts. Um, but always have another source. It's going to be, I'm King James only. No. Find some other, you know, let the Holy Spirit, there's some other translations that are excellent. Amen? And there are some that are not bad. I don't use the NIV. I don't use the NIV because um, there are certain things and the people that they commissioned to help write it is that she was a known homosexual. I don't use the King James because they omit things, whole passage out of the Bible. I don't use the NIV. No, King James, he was a homosexual. No, he, he didn't write it. He commissioned. He didn't write it. Finances, commissioning, financing. He didn't write the Bible. Far from it. Hmm. So, let's look at it when the King James Version, when it said that, so the King James told us, um, God will open the ears. The word open is galah. Okay? 
G-L-A-D-G-A-L-A-H, okay? In the Hebrew, it means to lay bare, to reveal, be intimate with or have intercourse. See, we got to get that out your mind. See, most of us, uh, when we hear that, we think, you know, the earthly. God is not trying to have, okay. Does that make sense? We don't do the research in the word. The Mesoretic points out that the Hebrew word, um, well, they get into a little bit of it being in a qual form, and you know, it's how you pronounce it, and you know, whether it's you know, vigorously you pronounce it or whatever, but those things are not what I'm trying to show you right now about the vowel changes and the PL form and all of that. So I'm going to kind of bypass that a little bit. That's in your, like, your personal study when you have that understanding. Amen? Okay. My point is that dreams come from God, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe more than just prophetic. Many rabbis uh, see the verb open as a pale form, meaning intimacy, and thus could, it could, could conclude that dreams are a way of God sharing his intimate secrets with us. The sages taught us that during sleep, your soul, your spirit, I like to say, is active and not influenced by the physical body. It is during this time that God can be intimate with your soul. However, in such intimacy, you will see what God sees. See, this is, this is what I'm saying here, is that we don't really grasp what that means. And like, see, like right now, for God to fully be in your life, fully functioning in you, is hard. Your soul, your flesh is blocky. So in a dream, and he can be he can be as just if you didn't have that veil, that body. It's not aware. It's asleep. So he can be fully intimate with you, fully his presence. You can interact with him fully with no hindrance in that state. That's why you spend, like I told you, I, told you. I don't think we get it right now. He has no interference with you at that moment. He can be intimate with you, and you can be fully intimate with him. See, right now you worry about, you know, do my clothes fit, you know, all these, all this kind of stuff, you know. What this person thinking about me? Or when you got all these other things. See, it's hard for him to be fully intimate with you. It's hard for you to be fully intimate with him. Y'all understand what I'm saying? God sees the past, the present, and the future, a byproduct of this intimate time with God that will go, um, th this intimate time with God is that we get to see what he sees, including the future. The sages go on to teach that if we really saw exactly as God sees, we would not be able to endure it, especially in terms of our future. Therefore, we wrap heat he wraps our dreams in symbols so that we will be able or not be startled what we see, the things that we see. So he wraps it up in symbols. So before I get into color and all this stuff and symbolism and what it means, you gotta have a little, can we lay a little bit of things that foundation down for you? He would not allow us to remember dreams as the intimacy with God. Listen, 
as the intimacy with God would be too shocking for us to endure. He, he really showed you. He knows your demise. He knows when and how and everything. He knows you're going to get the promotion. He knows if you're going to get sick. He knows all these things, if you're going to make it. He knows all these things. And he still want to share them with you. But you can't bear it. He's, he's true. He's not, really, he's not really trying to hide anything from you. He, he doesn't even want to hide, you know, but you got his body. He doesn't even want to hide. He, that's why you have to have a new one when you, okay. He, I don't think we understand the intimacy that he wants with us and how we were really created. So in a dream, see, dreams is just so much more than you just seeing some things. Would y'all agree? You wouldn't be able to endure it. Hence, this verse will be regarded as it seems in the King James that God will give us dreams, have an intimate moment with us, and then bury them in symbolism or cause us to forget them completely. The following verse gives us a reason why we are not, why we are caused to forget because we could become wow. Well, if he showed me me, he's going to show me you. Because we're really one. <laughs> I know what's going to happen to you. See, we, we would just be so, just walking around so proud. It's like, you, and I'm telling you. And then our interpretation of the dream and symbolism is all wrong. Destroying people, I'm trying to tell you. He knows what he's doing. It may be a dream of the future, or it might not be, or you might not be ready to accept what is in store for us. I like that, us, not just you, but in store for us. Many times we do pass through the fire and are grateful that God did not reveal to us earlier what was going to happen. I know you have. You, you have been like that. I know it sounds like, I know it sounds crazy, though, but. But consider God that created us as beings uh, that need to spend literally one-third of our lives in non-productive state or sleep. God could have easily created us uh, not to require sleep. So to me, there must be some spiritual reason why God created us to spend a third of our lives in an unconscious state. The word dream might provide a clue. In the Hebrew, the word dream is chalam which is spelled Chet Lameth Finest Men. It means to yoke or the yoke of an egg where life is born. Mm. Y'all, okay, let me, let me make sure I'm gonna run that back again. Can I do that again? Okay. The word in the Hebrew for dream is Chalam. C-H-A-L-A which is spelled Chet Lameth Final Mim. It means the yoke of an egg, which, you know, where life begins. It also means to restore to health. Mm -mm -mm. Y'all get what this dream is doing. The Hebrew word is telling us that we find our life in our dreams. 
And it could be our dreams that can restore us to health. Okay. So we think of dreams just when we sleep. But anyway, I'll go ahead and move on. It's the state. It's the state that you're in, in the dream. I don't think y'all get it. When you go to sleep, it's that state that's the real. I know it's hard. It's hard for us to read. That's why he got. That's why he got put you to sleep because you're not gonna believe the real. Because you think the temporal. You think this is the real. This is where all your emotions, this is where all your, but everything is in what you see. Your eyes is closed while you sleep. They are. Now your eyes can be open for a vision, though. That's an open vision. You can be awake. You, you can be eyes can be open. But sleep, your eyes going to be closed. And I put Adam in a deep sleep for, for his future. Okay, here we go. The Hebrew word is telling us that we find our life in our dreams, and it is our dreams that can restore us to health. This is possible if our dream state is indeed an intimate time with God. Our bodies may be unconscious, but our soul, our spirit, is very much awake. With the body at rest and not interfering, God can use this time to share his heart with us. It is. It's most important. I'm going to read that one more time. When the body is at rest, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, in the Old Testament, you had the Sabbath rest. And that day was for what? To hear God, to spend time with him. It was, man it was mandatory. Stop, cease everything. Just like when you sleep, you cease everything. You cease doing everything when you sleep, right? And the purpose of that is to hear God. Oh, man. I think y'all going to get it. This is possible if our dream state is indeed an intimate time with God. Our bodies may be unconscious, but our soul is very much awake. With the body at rest and not interfering God can use this time to share his heart with us. Looking further into the word of dreams, I found that the chet represents the bonding and binding with God. See, just in the word itself and what you're doing. I, I, I'm trying to get you to understand the significance of the Hebrew words and how it's attached to actually it has more than just the sound. It has a meaning, and it has an existence. It has a purpose when you conceive it. Okay. This is why it's important to speak life. The first letter is the chet. represents the bonding and binding with God. And the lameth represents instructions from heaven. And the final men represents the hidden mysteries of God. It is in our dreams that we bind ourselves to God as he reveals his hidden mysteries to us. 
See, but your interaction, see, it, it, it's what's in the, I love it because you're, you're interfering. When you're awake and all your worries and all your anxieties and all these other things, you're interfering with God and what he's trying to get to you. So in other words, I'm going to have to put you to sleep. So you will hear what I'm saying. It's important what he's saying. I don't think we get it, teacher. This is his time. Without interference, I lay down your purpose. I lay down your life. Everything that you're supposed to do, I'm telling you at this moment while you're asleep. He's talking really to us. Dreams are so important. It's, it's much more important to interpret it right and to understand that language, what he's saying. To us. I mean, when, when, when Jesus and his family had to leave, they, he, it, um, Joseph had a dream, tell him to go to Egypt. Instruction. I, I got to put, why couldn't he just tell them? I need to put you to sleep. I need you to put you to sleep so you can hear the instruction and obey. This is what I'm telling you. There's so much more with your soul and your spirit when it comes to dreams. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Got all the day. So how does that affect you when he says, it is our time that we bind ourselves to God as he reveals his hidden mystery? And see, dreams are like it's prophecy. He'll show you. He'll show you. He'll show you your past. He'll use a past relationship to tell you this is where you're going. You're going backwards now. So I'll show you somebody in your past, and you you with them, but I broke up with them. No, he's just telling you your mindset is thinking in the past. So I'll give you something you can associate with. See, I know that sounds good, but I'm giving you the meat now. I'm giving you the meat now about the dream and understanding the language of God. See, we don't understand the language. You dream, but you don't understand. You don't ask why. You don't understand why. Not all dreams create a warm and fuzzy feeling. There are such dreams as nightmares. Sometimes dreams are nothing more than a subconscious and something that, and sometimes they are an intimate time with God. So there's, there's two, it can be both. But if God can enter our dreams, so can the enemy. Perhaps nightmares are a result of our soul's communion with the enemy. Perhaps you've been communion or in communion with the wrong thing, with the wrong person. What will cause you to have dreams, which will open up a door. It's a portal. It's a way to leave. 
when you drink, when you sleep, you, are you there? I'm not talking astral projection, but are you there? You're actually in the, you're, you're in his language. You're actually existing in his language. If your language, you could speak your, your language. If I speak in English and I could get into English, if I could get into that realm, dreams are spiritual language of God. See, you're still on the outside. See, you still think you're on the outside. And this is how this is how we this is how we operate in the supernatural. On the outside, you can't. You, you're trying to use your logic. You can't use your logic. It's spiritual. That's what we do. See, see teacher, it's hard for us to even grasp the language of dreams. That you're encompassed in the dream. You're in his language. He's speaking. You're in the spirit. You're, in, you're existing in his language. Oh, no, I don't get it. See, it's just hard for us to get that. They'd be like, Pastor, what are you talking about? Okay. Perhaps nightmares are where you're communing with the enemy. When you go to sleep. What do you reflect on before you go to sleep? What do you allow in your ear gate and your eye gate before you go to sleep? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I had a dream. Yep, you sure did. One you caused. One you allow in. But you wrap it up in truth. It's not true because you don't un- you don't understand the language. You don't understand the language. What do you watch? You watch vampire movies, zombies. You watch all that before you go to sleep. Pornography. Do you think of an old lustful, you know, relationship? Do you, what do you reflect on before you go to sleep? Mm. In Corinthians, I love this right here. In 1 Corinthians 14, 32, it tells us that the prophet is in control of his spirit. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other teaching on that if you keep reading this thing. It's bad. But the prophet, you, you're in control of your spirit. It says right there. The prophet is in control of his spirit. So you can, you, you choose the dreams that you're having with the thoughts that you entertain. They don't line up to God. Right? You chose them. It's hard. It's hard for us to really grasp that. We, we, get, we get upset. Yep, you dreamt that. But they were chasing me. What have you been chasing? For real. I told you, every, every time before I dream, I always have, uh, before I teach on this dream, I get, I get dreams. So in this dream, this, this time, see, I get little snippets. I get little snippets. My dreams are not always all you know, long and drawn out with so much. Mine are more like clips. 
and I can have four clips in a dream. Different thing. Maybe I not maybe remember all of them. But in this dream, oh, I, all I saw was me is blowing the shofar. Well, you blow the shofar because there's, that means warning. That means something's coming. So this is what I had. This is what my dream was this morning. So I, I don't have a lot of, a lot of crazy dreams, just, just crazy stuff, I, because I know what I'm feeding myself. I, I know what my, my soul, I know I need to keep it under. I know, I know those things. So I don't have a whole bunch of crazy dreams. I'm, how many have a bunch of crazy dreams? Don't be ashamed. How many of you have a bunch of crazy dreams? Look at that. You got two honest, three honest people. So you can't help people if they don't be honest. I'm not sitting here condemning you. I'm trying to help you and make you understand why you're having the crazy dreams. <sighs> Pride of life, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. Right? So examine what you've been allowing to enter in. talking dreams here today. We, I thought you were going to tell us what that meant. We aren't going to get there. But we got we to gotta do it right. Got to lay it down right. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. Now, the biblical understanding of scriptures, why, um, why we are given dreams, basically it's because he loves us. His love toward us. He wants us to reach our full purpose in life. This is why you have dreams. And a nightmare ain't got nothing to do with it. That's not what he's given you. We are to be here. Look, we are here at this time. He wants us to achieve the goals that he has purposed. He wants us to have influence. He wants us to have an impact on people's lives. This is why you have dreams. But most of our dreams are just so foolish. Not the dreams that he's selling up. He, he can reveal. That's why he's doing it. He never gave me a dream that I was pastoring. He never showed me that. But what he did show me is that I was praying. What he did show me. He wants us, this is how dreams are so important. He wants us to change lives so that the lives that we change will change the other lives that you are attached to. This is why he gives us these dreams and I'm doing a pastoring because if I didn't accept my pastorship or what he had for me, you wouldn't be changing. So by me changing and receiving the dream, it's affecting your life. Who life are you affecting? Mm. So if we break that chain for what God has or wanted us to do, then we will cause the delay for the purposes of many lives. This is what we would do. See, you, you're selfish with your dreams. See, we don't, we don't think that that's important. You don't think that your ministry is important. 
because other lives are affected. And when you don't do what he's given you in that dream to do, then you delay many lives, many destinies, many purposes. You delay it. You have to get right. Who lives has God entrusted you with, Avery? Mm -hmm. See? Just, just think about it. When you get right, right? See? And I'm just saying, this is, I had to get right, so no one should be offended. I had to get right, because if I didn't, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't. God speaks in many ways, yet man don't perceive it. Because we don't have a biblical model for God speaking in this method. Remember, by the time you're 60, you'll spend 20 years asleep. Eight hours of sleep is a third of the day. It sure is. What could God have said to you in 20 years? We're talking about God. See, we, why, why we don't, teachers, why we don't really understand it, it's God. So you, you got people who, who say, I believe, but you don't believe. You don't believe in God. Yes, I do. I'm here. I do believe in God. You do? Paul said, what would you have me to do? What are you doing for the kingdom? Most of us are always standing or staying in preparation. You know, like when they build a, shop, a ship, they put them in the docks and they, they can't go out until they, they build it. See, that's where we stay. We stay right there. We stay right there. We don't never launch out. We don't never go out and actually engage in the war. By me pastoring, by me and teacher doing, we're engaging in the war. Okay? All right. When a father or a husband stand in the head, see, he's engaging in the war. And he's saved. He's engaging in the war. speaks in many ways you have no biblical form to go by in these dreams. That's why it's all over the place. 50 million books on dreams. They all say something different. Everything is just different. Nothing's consistent. What I want to do in this teaching, and you should have a goal, correct teacher? I want to build a biblical framework to help us grasp the information, the revelation, the understanding, the insight, and the wisdom to achieve the very purpose of what God has created us to do. That's what I want to do. I have an, I have an agenda, and it's God's agenda. And we can come to church, and there's no development, no spiritual development. There's, that you just come in, you hear a word, and it never changes then I would surmise you didn't hear the word. Because the word will transform you. Okay. God wants to be intimately with us. So much so, I'm a, in my dream, this is when I can only do it because you won't hear me. 
He personally designed you. And he will design a dream personally for you. That's why my symbolism can't be the same as yours. It can. It can be the same car, but in context, it's going to be different. Because that's your life. And this is mine. It's a key to, to dream is context. Make sure you know the content. Content of the dream. Be able to judge correctly. Y'all hear that? That means that he, that he specifically said, you're fearfully wonderfully made. He said, I will design a dream. I have the way that I talk to you. Greg is different than he talks to me. Yeah, he talks and speaks all the time. But I have a specific way that I talk to you. You have a, a specific way that you hear me. <laughs> Greg heard him the other day. We had a kind of little talk, and Greg heard him. He's like, what? I was like, you heard God. That's what you did. So God is light, right? Right? Do you know that all color, hmm, well, let me put it this way. God is light, and he contains all colors. We're talking about colors right now. We're going to go right on into there. Every color that is found is found in light. No color is found in darkness. Now get Revelation chapter 4. We're going to do New King James, right? We're going to do New King James. Yeah, lay down foundation. I mean, it, it, I don't want to jump too far. I could just tell y'all stuff for a minute. I want to build a good foundation. Dreams 101. God is speaking. Ready? Yep. So we're going to Revelation chapter 4, and we're going to do 1 through 6. Amen. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here. And I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne. An appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes in front and in back. Mm. We're going to kind of break that down a little bit, okay? And we're talking about color, correct? Mm -hmm. So in here, this is literally, and this metaphorically as well, um, in the, the 
description of what's going on, but you want to make sure we understand. And I love what he's saying, hear, O Israel, your God is one. Okay? But there is three persons of the Godhead, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is the Trinity, right? So the Trinity is like a prism. Okay. Um, a prism is a transparent optical element with flat and polished surfaces uh, that reflect light. So just picture a glass pyramid. That's a prism. You're going to connect the dots. So, so when you have a prism, you have a, like a, it's like a triangle, right? I'm not doing no signs or nothing. I'm letting y'all know. It's like a triangle. So, and you have a light source that comes through. Maybe I can show you here a little bit. So you have a light source, right? You have one light white. But like, but when you see a prism, out of that one light, you get all the colors of the spectrum from one light source. From one light source. Wow. They didn't even hear the scripture. Okay. One light comes from this prism or goes into the prism and it creates seven colors. Remember, seven is perfection, completion, and fullness. But then I will have to get into the number part of the dreams where you're not ready yet. We're not going to go there. But I just need you to keep that, put that in, in the little pocket there, okay? Okay, now you have seven colors that come out before the throne. The three, the one which are the seven spirits of God. I told you where the prison, okay. He's the one light source. Out of all the light sources, every, there's, out of the one light comes all the colors. So he's the light. Hold on, follow me here. I'm gonna go there. Question, why did God create colors? Have you ever asked that? Why did God create colors? I'm serious. I mean, you see the colors, you know, but why did he create colors? Okay. Why did he create colors? I like this. I, like, I love what teachers say. You have to ask some questions. And we don't ask questions. We just accept or let it go over our heads. We just, you know, never mind. We don't need to know. Why did God create colors? There are a thousand shades of green alone. Why did he just why did he just create everything one color? Everything's brown. Brown eyes, brown teeth, brown cars, brown shoes, brown bread, bedspreads, brown curtains, brown tables. Why did he just create everything brown? Why did he just create everything one color? Why did God give us color? To tell us something.
about himself. That's why he can get saved. Okay. See, this is the little thing. God speaks in many ways, yet man just don't perceive it. He just don't perceive it. Color? Really? I know y'all like, this is, oh, I need some revelation. You're getting revelation right now. You just don't see it. God speaks in many ways, yet man simply don't perceive it. So you're listening right now. You're listening with your intellect. Now you need to listen to your spirit. And I asked the question, why did he just create everything one color? He's trying to, he's all winning. He uses color to communicate. Man will be without excuse. He uses color to communicate. Through color, he reveals himself. You just read the scripture. Why is that all there? You have to see it. We don't understand the light. We just simply don't understand the light source. Why did he create the rainbow? Why is it over the throne? He could have just made one color, yellow. When you see yellow in the sky, that's my covenant now I made with you. Could have just made one color, right? He could have. He's God. Why did he give seven colors in that rainbow? He wanted to tell us something. He wanted to tell us of the seven facets of him and his spirit. Why did he choose the colors that he chose? Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet or purple. Not even mentioning, you know, the ultraviolet scale or the x-ray scale, or the gamma light. We're not even, we're not going into that yet. Or why, why do those exist? See, I told y'all, he wants to communicate with us, and you don't perceive it. <sighs> why did the goth people, you know, why they use black and they didn't use, like, pink? God chooses these things to tell us something about himself and what he wants us to know about him. God is so much into communicating with us. That's why he said in that scripture, am I God just when I'm near? I'm not God when I'm far away? You know? Nothing is random or multi-choice when it comes to God. Everything he does is to communicate and it's with us and his purpose to us. Everything that he does, everything that God does, he's trying to communicate to us and the purpose. Now, when you get Romans chapter 1 and 20, amplified, it reads, For ever since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and divine nature 
have been clearly seen, being understood through his workmanship. All his creation, the wonderful things that he has made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in him are without excuse and without defense. Mm. I know we always use that scripture. This is the scripture to read for the homosexual and all this. Hold on. Just, just hold on again. Go, go, go back. Go back to it again. Go back to this. Start it again. For ever since the creation of the world. Ever since the creation of the world. His invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature. Stop. Read that part one more time. His invisible attributes. His invisible attributes. Not seen. His invisible attributes not being seen. Come on. Go ahead. His eternal power and divine nature Go ahead. have been clearly seen. Have been clearly seen. Have been seen. Because I showed you in your dream. Oh, you know, you are without excuse. No, the invisible things and attributes have been clearly seen, manifested. No, he showed them to you. He showed them to you. To go someplace where you know I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> He's telling you. Read it one more time because we have to get it. For ever since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through his workmanship. All his creation, the wonderful things that he has made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in him are without excuse and without defense. Oh, my God. You, you're not going to go to him and say, I didn't know that I was supposed to do this or do that. Now, I've made them clear from the creation, from since that time, from the end of, I've shown you my, my attributes. I told you, you are a spirit. That's what you are. And he makes his stuff known to your spirit. Okay. You was out with Hold that. Put that in a put that in a little pen again, okay? Keep that right there. So God uses color to reveal things about himself. So why did God put color in dreams? I know somebody say that. I don't see color in dreams. Yeah, you do. You haven't noticed. haven't noticed. Get dreams. Dreams. In color. Let me show you why. Hold on. The question was? 
why did God put dreams in our code, right? Why do you say, why do you, he, to reveal things to you. But we haven't studied it out. Now the key we need to find out is what color means. Okay? And some of the questions that we should be asking in our dreams is, why is the shirt red? Why are her shoes green? Why is the car painted black? All of these things have meaning. All of them have meaning. So with the reading of the scripture and dreams, you, you need to ask questions. A lot of times people read the Bible like, I don't understand what it means. Ask him what does it mean? I mean, you said you believe, then you're going to get an answer. He's not going to hide it from you. No, we just read it because you're reading it in your soul, your intellect, and not your spirit. Well, I read this 50 times. I still don't know what it means. Go for 51. I'm serious. We're going to get there. Colors. There are three color spectrums. Hopefully this won't bore you. But I got to get it. I got to give it to you. There's adaptive, subtractive, and artist. And we're going to kind of go into each one of those to help you understand some things about your dreams. There are three color spectrums. Or spiritual color spectrums. Um, it is made up of the primary colors. Anybody know your primary colors? Who knows their primary colors? Say it, say it. Say it again. That's right. Well, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. There you go. Red, it's red, green, and blue. That's your primary color. And your secondary color is yellow, cyan, and magenta. Okay? Those are your secondary colors. See, I know people are like, well, we came to church today, but we're doing color theory. Yep, you show a lot because it means something to God. See, this is what we do. We won't take the time to understand what he's saying. Don't just take it that it's a red car. Why is it red? Okay? He's talking. I know I use cars a lot because cars are important. I'm going to give you them again. Your primary colors are red, green, and blue. Then there are your secondary colors, which is yellow, cyan, and magenta. So when you add all these three, all these six colors together, you get white. So if you had a paint bucket and you mixed all those colors in there, when you stirred it up, the color you would get would be white. Some people are like, man, that's cool. Some people are like, man, what are you talking about? I'm going to talk to the people who are saying, man, that's cool. You get white. Side note. Yeah, I know I like my side notes, right? <laughs> I always see an opportunity to educate you on something that you didn't know. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. So the color spectrum, this color spectrum that I just gave y'all, which is um, the adaptive, it's, it's, it's kind of new, 30, 40 years. Okay? Yes, ma'am. 
was wrong on that one color thing. Adaptive, subtractive, and artist. Okay. I guess that was a side side note bar. Okay. Y'all come back. Okay, that was good. I got you. I'm all right with that. See, yeah, Pastor like the I like the interaction. You know, as long as it's in order. I like the interaction. Don't don't go out of order because now I'm gonna have to call you. Okay, listen. Side note, what I wanted to tell y'all about uh, that color spectrum that we just talked about, the adaptive. Um, so um, it happens to come alongside with uh, Sony's Trinitron, which has the beginning of a color monitor that y'all use. Before, before you use, you know, when I first started doing computer-aided design, uh, everything was monochrome. The, the computer screen was just green. Monochrome, one color, that's it. But the invent of the Sony Trinitron, you know, television, now they started bringing in this color spectrum, um, which, which is really good. It, you should, it, it, it lets you know uh, that, you know, the monitors that y'all use now, this is the technology, this is what it, I'm talking about, this color spectrum, okay? So, so the color spectrum is a, this color spectrum that I was talking about, adaptive, listen, it is, um, and it's, it's, it's radiant light you see, sending out light or a glowing or brightness. This is what the adaptive color spectrum does. Well, remember we're talking about dreams, all right? So that, that, that color spectrum is the color spectrum, I said, of the spirits. The adaptive is the color, is white, is the color spectrum of the spirits. All the colors come in and when you have that, all those in that one little paint bucket is white, all of it. Six different colors, you get white. You get light, you get white. Okay, listen to this. Not true with the other color spectrum. This is relatively a new color scheme. It's about 30, 40 years been in, in play here the adaptive color. So like when you watch TV, I told y'all it puts you in a beta state. It puts you in a dream state. See, this is what we don't, we don't think it. It lowers your beta and your alpha and your brain, the waves. They know what they're doing. Y'all just don't know what they're doing. So they kind of keep trying to kind of create a dream state. Y'all want to hear Daniel and the Lions then. That's, that's, that's what they want to hear. Okay. I'm trying to help you out. Doctor, I'm helping you out. All right. Here we go. Listen to this. So remember, if you add any of the primary colors together, red, green, and blue, you get white. And if you add the primary colors and the secondary colors, all six, you get white light get white too. Get all of them together, you add it. So we can do, so let me see. So we can call it spiritual white, meaning one. Okay, remember in the throne? Okay, all right, okay. All right, okay, 
Woo, I got to hear him. Here we go. I like this. Here we go. All right. Okay. Can we go just a little deeper now? So the adaptive is like creating. God, in his creation, added to what was not there first, and there was nothing. And then he added. He added to nothing. Barah. Being created out of nothing. Okay. Some of you are like, what are you talking about, bro? I'm talking about the adaptive color. There was nothing. And he added to it. He adapted. Barah. Okay? He added. There was nothing. And he added. And it was something now, right? Subtracted. Color scheme. Or the color scheme of the soul. This is important. You know, like Satan, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He always takes away from. The color spectrum is used, this color spectrum is used in printing and color separation. Mm -hmm. The subtractive color scheme or spectrum, it is used in subtracting uh, color separation. Now, it's separating mm -hmm. or for printing. This is called the subtractive because light is absorbed. And the color that is seen is the color that is not absorbed. I know these, I told you it's going to go a little deeper. Y'all just follow with me. Just follow with me right here. Just, just hold on. Listen. The subtractive color becomes the light. Listen. Become the light that is absorbed. And the color that is seen is the color that is not absorbed. That's what you see. Now, this is funny. The exact same six colors that were in the adaptive, red, green, and blue, are now the secondary colors in the subtractive. So the primary that was in the primary colors, red, blue, and green, right? Now they are the secondary colors in the subtractive. Okay. Just, just follow with me. I know you like saying that. This color theory. So listen, God is speaking. So you got to understand this. Listen. So now the six colors that were in the adaptive, red, green, and blue, are the secondary colors now. Now in the subtractive, yellow, cyan, and magenta are now the primary colors. So the ones that were the secondary colors in the adaptive are now the primary colors in the subtractive. it's going to be a little deeper for you today. We're doing color theory right now, but it's God speaking, so just follow with me, okay? That's why you got to get the tape and listen to it again, so you'll get this. I got a little diagram to show you visually, because I know you need to see it, so I'll show you, okay? All right. So listen to this. So the subtractive is opposite of the adaptive. That's all he's doing, just flip-flopping. The yellow and cyan and magenta are now the soul colors, and the red, the green, the blue are now the spirit colors. Now, you don't want to kill the soul, okay? Let me tell you why. 
then you won't be able to hate what God hates. And you won't be able to love what God loves. You won't be able to study to show yourself approved if you kill the soul. That's where your will is. Okay. Oh, my goodness. You, you won't be able to persevere. You'll quit if you kill the soul. If you don't have the soul, if you don't have a soul, uh, I don't want to say that. You want to have a soul. It just needs to be under the submission of the spirit. See? That's what happens to most of us. We, we, we're, we're ran by our soul and not our spirit. It's flip-flop. It should be the other way, the flip-flop. I'm trying to give you the colors. It, it should be flip-flop, okay? So back to the subtraction. Now that the soul, now that the soul listen, now you have a soul ruling the spirit, and the result is black light. So when your soul rules you, You have black light. We're talking about dreams now. And the spirit is black light. You know, I'm going to show you right now. Go to Matthew chapter 6, 22 and 23, Amplified. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light, benefiting from God's precepts. But if your eye is bad, spiritually blind, your whole body will be full of darkness, devoid of God's precepts. Mm, mm, mm. So if the very light inside you, your inner self, your heart, your conscience, is darkness, how great and terrible is that darkness. Now all that he just said has color in your dreams. So you're interpreting your dreams with these things. And they're going to help you. Did y'all hear what he said? Go to, go to the next one then. Go to John 3.19. Complete yours. And this is what I was telling you is that if, if you are led by your soul, right, then that's where the darkness is. That's where it is, in your heart. And I'm trying to tell you. John 3.19, now this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, but people loved the darkness rather than the light. Why? Because their actions were wicked. Mm -mm -mm. What they are saying is that men love to be ruled by their soul. In both of those scriptures, that's really what he's saying. Men love to be ruled by their soul versus ruled by their spirit. This is what men love. And men love darkness. But in the church, like when you're, when you're teaching and you're, and you're telling them how to live, and they get upset, you can't live in this state. They get upset. That's darkness in the heart of the people. When you tell them about tithing, when you tell them about loving, when you tell them about forgiving, you tell them about all those type of things, that's when you get offended, there's darkness in your heart. 
Oh, he's going to show you in a dream, too. But most of the time, you think it's somebody else, but he's talking to you. I'll bring you to this church, but he's in the dream. And I had to come in and set everybody straight. No, he's telling you you're a part of it. Okay. What he is saying is that men love to be ruled by their soul. It's real easy. You just ask a person a question. And you can see their response. And you know who is ruling them now. Just a little, just a little question. You can ask them about God or, or, their, or, or, or their understanding about God and the things that God likes and the things that he don't like. When you ask them, they make excuses. There's understanding quickly because there's darkness in there. You have, okay, okay, I, I'm a, I want to jump ahead of myself on that one, but I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Let's get down now. Let's get down now. We're going to go to now the artist color scheme. This is the color scheme of the flesh. Well, when y'all start having things, y'all going to be like, man, I know exactly what Pastor's saying now. I got it. I'm going to get this thing down. The Lord is talking to me, and I hear what he's saying. I'm going to correct this because other people's lives are involved, not just me. Good God Almighty. All right. This is, the, this is the color scheme of the flesh. It is made of six primary colors as well. Yellow, blue, and red. Secondary colors are purple, green, and orange. You got it? All right. Primary colors. Primary colors of the artist or the flesh. This one is yellow, blue, and red. Secondary colors is purple, green, and orange. And these, when you can mix them together, they also produce black. So if you just take all these colors and you just mix them in the paint, but you're going to get black. You're going to get black. Going to get black. If I mix those colors together, all six of them are going to get black in the color scheme. The artist, uh, the artist spectrum gets its light from colors that it absorbs. The artist scheme it gets its colors from the colors that it absorbs. It gets it gets that. The result is when you follow your flesh. You follow darkness. But if you follow your spirit, the result is light. White light. Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. Mm. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. See what the light does? One more time. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Hold on, remember the spirit of man. Remember, we're going to go back to Revelation 4. The spirit, go ahead, say it again. The spirit of man. The spirit of man. Is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. Just searching where the darkness is. It's trying to cast it out. The word of God that's in you It's trying to cast it out. Worship me this way. Not how you want to. 
mean, man, you are supposed to. If you go into a dark room, does it stay dark? And you got the light? Can the darkness overtake the light ever? Can it be so black that the light can never shine? Remember, you are now the candle. Don't put it under the bed, under the table. Shine. All right. Woo. Okay, here we go. God creates color and everything to communicate with us. We, do, we just don't perceive that it is. Most of the time it goes over our head. He uses color to commu communicate with us. So, He's color. Everything that you see in existence. What are all the colors you see in here today? Is that God? He creates all colors. Came from the light. Everything that you see. He's all around us. We just don't perceive it. We don't perceive it. I know, I know. Let's go back to, just hold right there. Right, right there. Let's go back. I'm going to go back to Revelation 4. What was around the throne? Mm -mm, mm -mm. There was 24 thrones around the throne. There were 24 elders around the throne. Okay? Do we need to go back and read the scripture so we'll make sure we can refresh it? Go back and read it. I'm going to make sure we refresh it. So we can get out. Yeah, get out. Verse 1. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. One. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. He's giving you colors now. Go ahead. And there was a rainbow around the throne, an appearance. Hold on. It was a rainbow. It said around the throne. It didn't say a rainbow over the throne. It said a rainbow around the throne. <laughs> it didn't say over. Because most of the time over, every time you see a rainbow, it's always just the, the crescent. But it said around the throne. Because around means what? If I come around, so you stand here, I go around. I mean, I'm actually encompassing you, right? It's around me, it, right? So listen, I just want you to hear that first. So there are 24 elders around the throne. Okay. On a color palette, there are 24 hues of color 
So if you have a color, there's 24, a color palette, there's 24 <laughs> hues of color. So if you, you know, you study, some of y'all say y'all study color theory. Okay. And you know this. So if I would put the adaptive color spectrum and the subtractive color spectrum together into a shape like this, that's 24 colors of one color. All those colors encompass one color. What's in the center? White. I'm trying to be like, Pastor, where are you going? He's trying to, he said, I've made my ways known to you. I'm just using color to talk to you right now. I'm just showing you color right now that I'm speaking to you in color. I, I, you read my scripture. There's a rainbow, I'm telling you. And I gave you the description that on a color palette, there's 24 hues that surround the color. Okay. So if I would add them together, I showed you what it would look like. Which is just like the 24 thrones that are around God. I'm just speaking to you in color. I see a lot of color around me. I see a lot of color around me. Oh. God speaks in many ways, yet man does not perceive. How can you ever say you are alone? You have no idea what's around you. You have no idea what is surrounding us right now. You just see color. Not one of these colors could have came anywhere except by God. See, I like this, like, <laughs> this, in this little color scheme right here, I know you, some of you can't see it, but I can show you afterwards or whatever. Um, all of the color schemes, and what this really represents, and I know you're like, it's just a color pattern. No, what it represents is relationship. It's what it represents. It, rela it represents the relationship. That God has. He's giving you the exact same thing in the description of Revelation, but you can't see it. And you don't understand the importance of the throne. I mean, what's your perspective when you see the throne? See, my perspective from the throne is I'm look, I can see it like here. So I'm an artist. I can see it. Maybe some of y'all perspective is just looking at it straight on. But there are 24 thrones that are around his throne. So in science, <laughs> maybe I can get you to go there. So in science, there are things uh, which are called atoms, right? There are things called atoms. Then there's a smaller particle which is called proton. And you could, 
you can go even smaller. There's another called a quart. That's even smaller than the proton. Uh, hello, these things are invisible. And it's plain to see. He said that they're plain to see. They're quartz, which are really nothing but light. So, all the colors that you see everywhere is this, it's the prism of God. All they came from is God. All the color hues that you see, the different colors and fabrics that you have here is still God. It's still fabric. It's still God. See, we don't see it like that. It's still made of light. We, he's all around us. We just don't see it. He who is light <laughs> said, let there be light. And there was. See, we can't even, what's emanating out of his mouth when he said, let there be light. Man in his smart wisdom. See, he's tried to synthesize the quartz. But only. So, man in his smart self and his intellect went in and tried to synthesize a quark, and the only thing that he could come up with was still dark light. Only true quarks come from God, the nature. Only quarks in nature are white light. So man is trying to produce all these type of things, but he can't. So if I could produce a quark, guess what I produced? And God is what? Guess what he's trying to do? Okay, maybe that just went too far. He's trying to, that's what he's trying Because God is light. Every hue, everything that you see, none of this could be, I mean, your red sweater. I mean, her pink coat. Your pink case on here, your blue blank, nothing could exist without light. It's, it's so much further than just Am I scaring y'all? <laughs> I hope that. But what is what happened when the truth comes, it's hard to believe. See, intellectually, your mind is trying, your soul. See, you, you're trying to receive this with your soul. You can't receive this with your soul. And he, I just told you everything, all the light, everything in existence came out of him. He is the light of the world. Didn't you hear? There's a glass, a sea of glass right there. Oh. 24 elders around. Then there's out of the one light source, which is him, into the prism come all the other lights. All this, out of that come thy seven spirits. 
I'm just trying to get you to really communicate. I'm letting you know I'm communicating with you. What was the dream? What was the vision? It was a dream. It was a vision. He's communicating with him. And immediately I was in the spirit. Where he could function, where he could see and describe everything. Man. He's talking to him and he's talking to us. And he's talking to us. Last thing. There's a lot of different areas that now I want to branch into when we go back the next time about red and, you know, start breaking down what the colors mean. Red is the color of the anointing and wisdom. Cyan is the color of the will. So whenever you're lacking in wisdom, you will always find that you have a very strong will. Cyan is the anti-color of red. See there? See, y'all, y'all just think colors don't mean nothing. No, colors mean everything to God. If not, he wouldn't have created it. Everything he does is to cre- communicate with you. Oh, the tree? Yeah, the tree. Trees sometimes in dreams represent leadership. Strong, rooted. So many things that, see, that, I know that's where everybody wants to go right there. We want to go into all those things. We will. I will. I promise you. So with every color, there's a anti-color. With every color, there's something that's against. There's a positive and then there's a negative. All depends on the content of the dream. So white in the positive or the spirit color. White represents the spirit of the Lord or the holy power. In the negative, it means religious spirit. Can I ask y'all something? What color does the Pope only wear? What color does he only wear? Red, in the positive, is wisdom, anointing, and power. And in the negative, is anger and war. See, and what I love about this teaching on the adaptive, I'm just going to go back to the green, red, and blue, right? Green is conscience. Red is wisdom, of course. And blue is communion. On the subtractive side, magenta is the will. The mind is yellow. And your emotions is magenta. Yes. Which one do you want? The one I just did? The first one is the adaptive. And you have green blue, and red. Want to know what they mean? See, all this is going to help you with your dreams. You're gonna, you're gonna, this is why you need to write them down so you'll be able to really decipher what's going on. Amen? All right, y'all learning something? All right. I know I went a little too heavy with that. Um, 
The artist side is blue, yellow, and red. Blue is communion, yellow is the mind, and red in this instance in the artist is uh, wisdom. But then if you overlap all those, you get, when you start mixing colors, you'll get purple, you'll get the green, and you'll get the orange. And when you mix those all six together, you get black. That's what I was trying to tell you. This is important to know. So green means this in the plus, the positive. It's conscience, growth, and prosperity. On the negative is green is envy, jealousy, and pride. These are the, you know, it always has these um, antithesis about it. So blue is communion, revelation. On the negative is depression, sorrow, and uh, anxiety. Cyan and the positive is will and perseverance. And on the negative is strong will. Don't pay attention now to your dreams. Magenta is emotions and love. But on the negative is hate. So we got some other ones in here too that is golden or amber. Like golden or amber gold. Uh, on the plus is holy, purity, and glory. On the negative is idolatry, lasciviousness, and defilement. Gold. Mm-hmm. See, all this, it takes in context of the dream. So we're kind of building something right now for you to actually, when God is speaking to you, and this is my whole thing, is when these are things and tools to help when God is speaking to you how to do it correctly and biblically and not secular. Okay, and you didn't know where it's coming from. Is it coming from my soul or is it coming from, you know, the spirit? And how do I, what is God saying? You need to know what your soul's saying too. Stop feeding it. Orange. On the plus is perseverance as well. And on the negative is stubbornness. Why I always got an orange shirt on in the dream? Why am I riding in an orange car? Why is the whole of the walls are orange? <laughs> you know, most of the time we don't pay attention to detail, but when you write the dream down, more come back to you. You'll start seeing it more. Get into the habit of doing this. Keep that, keep that, that journal right by you. So you'll know God, he'll trust you now. I can show you some things. Yeah, I got some things I'm asking him, and I want to be careful what I ask him or what I want to show because the enemy can be there too. And then if you don't have the proper discernment, you're going to go off on the wrong path. Dangerous, I'm telling you. This is why God would have us to learn first and take our time. Because I know some of you do your own dream interpretation right now. I know you do. It's good. But we want to make sure we got the right understanding. Amen? Amen? You should be trying. You should be wanting to know what God is saying to you. All right? It's not that he gave it for me, it's for you. Can't nobody interpret your dream better than you. Because it's you. Hello. 
All right. Silver, redemption on the plus, on the negative, legalism, slavery, and domination. Brown, on the plus side, is compassion and humility. And on the negative, is humanism. Last one, purple, on the plus, is authority and royalty. And negative, false authority and lasciviousness as well. So, I know I went over quite a few things today and was talking about color theory, but my, my, my premise of what I was trying to teach y'all is that, first of all, that um, he's speaking and we need to be able to understand what he's saying and interpret it correctly. Amen? Because he is talking to each and every one of you, whether you are obedient or disobedient. He is. And you want to know, he, God is really setting forth Things in your life, paths in your life. Because while you're awake, you can't hear me. While, while you're awake, you resist. While you're awake, you refuse. You refuse to even hear me. So when I put you to sleep, because I'm the one that do that, even though you think it's you, it's really him. Because he's the one that wake you up too. Amen. So I can talk to you now because there's no defense up. And now I can pour into you what I'm trying to say, what I need you to get, when I want to help you not go into the pit. I want to help you on the right path of righteousness. I want to teach you. I'm going to speak it to you. And all you have to do, the key is that you just yield. I don't understand, but I just yield. I don't know nothing about pastor. I just yield. But then he's already imparted into me instruction how to do it this is what Paul did man I'm telling you Paul and then praying in the Holy Ghost is so essential as well you see yourself praying in the spirit in dreams some of us pray in the spirit in our dreams before we actually pray in the natural right here and then you'll wake up praying in the spirit the language of God amen yes teacher glory to God you know teacher gonna have a little bit you want to add. It's only going to be about maybe three minutes. Um, I'm just wondering how were you really processing this information? Because I know naturally we're not even used. Well, we shouldn't say naturally. Spiritually, we're not used to communicating like this. And so I want you to walk away with a few words um, because I was noticing a few of us was trying to, you try to get it all. And uh, when we do our actual uh, new creation training, is that, amen, is <laughs> that we're going to really learn how to learn. Amen. You're going to learn how to learn. And uh, I won't go through too much of uh, any of that right now. Besides, I'm going to teach you how to really learn. I know we all have our own ways of doing it, but I really want to. I'll show and demonstrate a very secure and accurate way of learning. Amen. Um, I realize that even sitting here, uh, you should always be advancing in how you learn. You hear me? It's that not just like, okay, this is my learning style, but there should be now you should be 
more proficient in your learning. You should be increasing in how you learn. And so while I was sitting here today, and it was a lot of information that obviously I knew nothing about. So, and then I didn't have anything really to write with, and I'm not good on the cell phone with taking notes. So what I was doing is just first just receiving, just receiving the information and holy, asking Holy Spirit to highlight for me what's, what we should really be pulling out. Then when you listen to it on the actual, off the website, then you can take all the detailed notes and things like that. Otherwise, you, you won't be able to really get it. Amen. And so key words you should walk away with is definitely color. Second thing, visual communication. Visual communication. This is a huge way that we learn. You learn to communicate visually. But you're not doing that on purpose. You're doing that passively. So you're missing probably 85% of your learning visually. Third is that when, so the things that I was listening to you, Pastor, is that, okay, wow. See, first of all, it's going to sound kind of boring. What do I do with this information? It's not exciting. I mean, is this even really biblical? And so I'm asking God, well, and I'm hearing all these words, but hold on. And I, I could feel, I could feel and discern uh, a lot of you trying to grab information and no, is that right? And then Rocky, because you've taken color theory, she was saying that, no, those are not the primary colors. I could hear her saying that. Did you not? Okay. So that's why I had to get past it to repeat it. And so what I heard was this, is that, see, how she was listening is like how most of us was listening naturally. She wasn't listening spiritually about the colors. Because when we know how we've been, we were taught about the primary colors, that was natural. Some of us. And so I said, that's why I asked, I said, what are the categories? Adaptive. Adaptive. Subtractive. Subtractive and artist. And artist. So, and because of those categories, I said, why now, how you've been taught about primary colors, that's why it's not. And the secondary colors. And so we have to always come to God not knowing anything, even though, and I love what we, the movie went to, too. Got to not know anything, Rocket, to know. Amen? And so adaptive, I learned, was this, is that what you see, you don't get. What you see, you don't get. Hey, Berta. The word of God, what you see, you don't get. And so then with what has to happen with this, um, the subtractive is that what he does, you only see now what has not been absorbed. And what you can't see that you should see, you can't see because of your background. That's real good. You can't see because of your background, people, things, places, and they become your distraction. So I can't see what I should see. It's so important. Um, 
teacher. And it's so important because this is going to change how you really hear. Exactly. And this is what this is all about. He's speaking to you in this language. And it's called dreams. But we don't have the real understanding of the symbolism, which we haven't even got into yet. I just hit one thing with color. And that he's speaking to you while you're sitting in that blue chair right now. That he's present with us right Amen. now. This is, this is the hard thing for people to really understand. Oh, he's just in the color. That's not what he's saying. He said, I made it clear from the invisible thing. My attributes My are attributes. In, they're invisible, but yet they're made known. But yet you see the blue. It's it's made up of what? Okay, my mind always oh, die. But then it, it break down the molecule even more. It's light. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing when you learn really, and I'm realizing that we have to learn how to be learners. And you have to forget everything that you know. Amen. That's all I had to say. Tell you three minutes. Amen. Glory to God. I hope y'all. I hope I stretched you a little bit, cause I, I want to. I want to stretch you a little bit, amen. I don't want to come in and just give y'all a bunch of stuff that you don't grow, and you go home and there's no change. You know, he's speaking. He's gonna speak to y'all tonight when you sleep, amen. He's gonna open up your understanding. That's what the scripture says. Ministers, come up, please. from God. You don't know God. You want to get back in his grace. He's waiting for you right now. This is the time that you bring your offering, your tithe. It's the tenth. Not nine, not seven, not four. It's the tenth. Thank you for going online. Some of you do online. Praise and bless you. Some of you just love the soul just because it's the time to gather. That would be me. I love it. If you got sickness in your body, come on, let the light shine. Did y'all hear that? You can even receive your healing in your dreams. He can restore you even in your dreams. He can restore relationships even in your dreams. Because that's the real get people to believe that this is the real. Some of us just need to really come up because, I mean, you know, this is the time if you have a need to get an agreement. Like, like God can't give her a new job. That's so easy for him. That's, that's not what he wants. I mean, but you have need of these things. Eh? Hey, come and find somebody to agree with. God can promote you when they don't have promotion. Look, God can promote you because you've been faithful. You show up on work on time. You take up the slack when nobody else is there. Oh, God can, he can do anything. 
I'll call upon him to help me. Everything, I'll call upon him. Athena's not here today, but I'm going to thank God for Athena, for healing her body. I'm not going to forget that. this past weekend so we want to be in prayer for the family um, how old was Kayla? she was a year child has went through a tremendous I don't even know what you call it but she is with the Lord kids right now, you should be thinking, that's not your testimony right now. As bad as they are, just as lovely, they look at they good. This child suffered, went through a whole lot, more so than Athena. She was in a hospital and they, they burnt half of her face from the machine.
thank you for your precious presence today. We thank you that you let us lean us not on our own understanding, Father, but that you provide wisdom, Lord God, understanding, instruction. We thank you today, Father, that you have not left us without instruction today, Lord God. So we thank you right now that our spirit was open, that it was our heart was permeable to your teaching today, Father, that we will not forsaken today, Lord God. We will not walk away and forget how mindful you are of us. We thank you today, Father, that you have given us instruction and knowledge to understand you and your fullness of wisdom, Lord God. We thank you today, Father, that you kept us, that you are continuing to keep us, Lord God, that you're shining down on us, Lord God, and a full spectrum of light today, Father. We thank you that our heart is able to hold you, Lord God, able to understand you, Father, and full wisdom, Lord God, that our hallelujah will have weight because we know why we praise you today. We thank you, Father, that as we leave this place, Lord God, that your spirit travels with us. I thank you that a hedge of protection is about every vehicle. If you're riding on the bus, that an angel sit beside you. I thank you right now for provisions, Lord God. I thank you that we will not go without. I thank you right now, Father, for the next time we gather, Lord God, that we will have received this word and able to build upon it. I thank you today, Father, that no one goes in vain, Lord God, working for their own good, Father, but that we are working for your purpose, which you have laid upon us in a dream or a vision, Lord God. So I thank you for all of those who have not had a call, dream, or vision, Lord God, that it comes quickly, Lord God, so that we can continue our work here on earth. I thank you right now, Father, that we're tied together in love, Father, that we are honoring and glorifying you in everything we say and do. I thank you that heart, our hearts are full with love, that it is of light, Lord God. I thank you that the darkness cannot be mixed, Father. I thank you right now that you stand and you stand alone. You stand beside us and we with you. I thank you that we be united with you, Lord God, in your passion and your ministry, Lord God. I thank you that we are tied together in unity, Father. I thank you that love reigns divine in this place, Father. I thank you that you'll always have a place here, Lord God. I thank you that truth is the almighty one which we serve today, Father. I thank you right now, Lord God, that we go and we go in peace, that we go and stay in the glory. I thank you for the next gathering, Lord God, that you are mindful of us and will prepare us in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Tuesday. I know it's vote day, but 6.30 here Tuesday. Intercessory prayer. Uh, we're going to be in full effect. And um, I just need, hmm? oh, and Bible study Friday, 7.30. Amen. I'm not worried about the outcome. Who is in that office? Because I'm going to pray the kingdom. So it doesn't matter who's in there. Our job is to pray. Amen. Lord of God, but do vote. 6.30 Tuesday.